everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for this final episode of Behind My Journey. You're going to hear another incredible story today. Let me introduce you, if you don't know already, to Kenzie <laughs> Lawson. Hey, Kenzie, first of all, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you are longtime Murray girl. Yes. And, yep. Born uh, and raised. Born and raised right <laughs> here, so a lot of people know you. Yeah. Um, let's just jump right into your story. Yeah. First of all, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up here in Murray, mm-hmm. what your church experience was mm-hmm. like, how all of that shaped you. Yeah. First off, I love growing up in Murray. I know that I know when I was in high school, I always thought, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. My plan was, you know, I'm going to go somewhere and get out of here for college. But then, um, you know, when that time came, I was like, well, I guess I could live at home and kind of reap the benefits of that. So I do love Murray. I've loved living here my whole life. Um, my church experience when I was younger, we went to a local church. Um, and I just didn't feel like, you know, it was very welcoming. Um, especially like, you know, as when I started going to Journey, there was just a major difference between the two. How old were you during that, around that um, time? I went there when I was in, I remember going there, in, you know, in preschool. So For a long, long time. Long time, long time. time. Kind of on and off. It wasn't, we didn't go every Sunday. Um, the big thing for me is just I didn't feel like it was very applicable to me. I didn't feel like, you know, we had a few different preachers. I just felt like um, they were always preaching to like the older generation, if that makes sense. I just yeah. didn't feel like it, you know, applied to me as much. Um, and I just didn't feel like, you know, if you'd been there for a long time, you were in, it was a family, you were there for, you know, but if you didn't go every Sunday and you weren't there all the time, um, I just didn't feel like I fit in very well, which sure. I didn't, you know, I didn't, that's not somebody or somewhere that you really want to invite people to, or, you know, like when I started going to journey, I was like, this is the place I want to be immediately. I felt like I was family from, the people greeting me at the door, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the light, lighting being low and, you know, everybody being welcoming and saying hi. And um, I remember even seeing you up on the stage, you know, just first off saying, hey, if you're a guest here today, go up to here and you're going to get a free gift for something. Mm-hmm. It just felt super welcoming. So um, I just enjoyed going to a place where I wanted to invite people to because I think that's a, that makes, you know, that makes a church. If you want to invite people then they're doing something good. So yeah, sure. It, do you think part of what created that was the sense that I mean, you knew y'all weren't there all the time yeah. growing up, right? Yeah. And so it did it just feel a little awkward when yeah. you were there because you felt like hey, oh, they knew I wasn't here last Sunday, right? <laughs> Whether they were thinking that or <laughs> Which, not, it's yeah, certainly... they probably weren't. But that's kind of what it felt like to me. I just yeah. like oh, they know we're not here all the time. They probably think we're just. You know, not not that this this was the case that we were just the family that comes on Easter, but you yeah, know what I mean. Sure. We were we weren't there all the time, so yeah, sure. I think that definitely played into it. So how did all of that impact your relationship with God and how your faith grew um, yeah. as a you know kid and then a teenager? Right, um, kind of like what you talk about a lot on Sundays. Um, this very like wrong image of what God is like. Um, you know, you can do right and wrong, and you know there's. If you sin, then, you know, God still loves you. But I just felt like if I wasn't there all the time, um, that maybe God felt the way about me that I think thought that they were thinking about me as sure. far as like, oh, she wasn't here last Sunday, but God doesn't care. Right. <laughs> is what I've right. learned. So, yeah. So let me fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, what, first of all, what prompted you 
to come to Journey. Yeah. How, how did you end up here? Um, so when I was in college, I want to say a sophomore, junior, um, my best friend Hannah Williams invited me mm -hmm. to come to Journey because she'd been going there for a little bit longer than I had. Um, we have been friends since we were in preschool, so I'm going to be 25 this year, 23 years. That's a long <laughs> friendship. So, you know, throughout my life, she was always inviting me to come to her church or Vacation Bible School or BCM in college. Um, and she really never gave up on me. And she always had, you know, if she invited me to something, I knew it was going to be pretty great. Um, so I decided to try Journey Out, brought my mom, and we loved it. We absolutely loved it. And and you're, you've been there pretty consistently yeah, uh -huh. since that point. Probably you're, since 2016, I want to say. so. Yeah, and you've gotten involved. You're serving. Mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic, during one of our outdoor gatherings, this was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> you got baptized. Yes. And Hannah got to be there yes. and be a part of that. What caused you to decide you wanted to take that step? Um, so I've always been a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. um, from the time I was little, I had terrible separation anxiety. And I think that was also a part of the church thing. Because when we went to church, mom couldn't take me to Sunday school. Because I would rather just sit with her in, you know, in the pew. And that, you know, what we call big church. I still call it big church to this day. Um, it wasn't really geared toward kids. That may have been the reason why, you know, it wasn't applicable to, be, to me because I didn't go to my Sunday school and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I was always super anxious. In the beginning of the pandemic, I started reading um, the Bible every day and doing um, like a cover-to-cover year-long Bible study. Okay. Um, and I just felt a lot of peace with that. Um, and I've, I've always read that, you know, anxiety is like a pot of boiling water and anything that you can get to take it to a simmer. It's something that's really good. Um, so that's what the Bible really did for me and really getting into the Word. And as I was watching your sermons on, you know, online during the pandemic, I would sit down afterwards and write the answers out to the discussion questions and really see how that applied to me. Um, and I think that really helped. So I just decided that I really wanted to take the leap to show everyone else also. You know, I had already accepted Jesus as my Christ and Savior, but I wanted to just make that, you know, shown to the world yeah. that, you know, I had taken that step. And I'd actually uh, been baptized when I was younger in my home church. A lot of my friends were getting baptized. And I, I mean, I don't want to say I did it for the wrong reasons, but I, nothing changed for me. I didn't feel it, you know, at peace afterwards. I don't think I realized exactly what I was exactly mm -hmm. doing at that age. Um, so I'm a double dipper. It makes me sound <laughs> like an ice cream cone at Dairy Queen. But um, so I decided I really wanted to get baptized in the church that showed me what the difference was between, you know, being a Christian and being a Jesus follower. And yeah, you that was like, journey for me. You felt like your faith, you owned it more yes. yourself at this point. Yes. So, sure. so you hit on the anxiety, and this is part of why I wanted you to share your story. Yeah. I think this is part of your story that helps and connects with mm -hmm. people so much. Anxiety's been a, a yes. battle yes. for all many, your life. Many, many, many yes, years. Yes, pretty much all your life. Yeah. And then, you know, you, in the last, I don't know, 18 months or so, mm -hmm. you've been through a lot of things yeah. that would create anxiety for anybody, yeah. <laughs> but for somebody who already deals with it, what I have admired so much is watching how you've learned to depend on God mm -hmm. through this. So mm -hmm. can you share just a little bit yeah. about, I mean, you're at a stage now for people who don't know your nurse. Yes. So, so you're, you're in the, just walk them through everything yes. you went through as the pandemic hit and yeah. over these last few months. Um, so it kind of goes back a little before that, because when I started uh, college, I was actually going to be a teacher. I was okay. an education major. 
Um, and then out of the blue, I just decided, I just don't think this is for me. Why don't you try nursing? Which that was God talking to me because I was terrified of needles. So those things usually don't mix. Sure. mix. So um, I changed my major, which, you know, kind of threw my timing off. I was somebody that always had a plan and I was planning to graduate, you know, this time, this day, this year. Um, and so I, I changed to nursing and I graduated in 2019. Um, and kind of during my last year of nursing school, my parents were going through a really bad divorce. Um, and that kind of, you know, the anxiety was even worse with that. That's, that's such a struggle, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. Um, and me and my dad kind of had a falling out, and we hadn't talked since about 2018. Okay. Um, and so I graduated, started, started my job at Lourdes in Paducah, a critical care floor, um, as a coronary nurse. So I started there. I did my orientation um, working with hearts and working with heart attacks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the week after I got off orientation, we became critical COVID. So everything that I had learned in my orientation was out the window because we're yeah. still critical COVID. We've been that since the pandemic started. Um, and so as a new nurse, that was really, really hard because there was shifts where we lost four patients in a shift. Um, and that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, because it's a lot of processes. Yes. It? And a lot of times... Um, we would be the last person that they would talk to before we put them on a ventilator. Yeah. And we, our success, I mean, anybody's success rate with a ventilator, we probably had maybe eight come off of a hundred or so that went on the ventilator. So yeah. a lot of times we knew like, this is the end and this is our last conversation. You know, we were still trying to keep their hopes up and everything, but it was just, it made us feel helpless. And I guess during this period, family couldn't be yes. there with them. Family couldn't be there until it came to a point where they had to make a decision, yeah. which was always hard to call and say, you know, I know you haven't been able to see them for a month, but we're at a point where you need, I need you to come see them because they're not doing well and we need to make, you know, a decision for the next steps if we're going to keep them comfortable um, or if, you know, we're going to keep, keep on with this. So it was, it was, it made you feel super, super helpless because like I said, there was nights when we would lose three or four patients at a time and we got super close with them and their family sure. so you were family for yes. them during that period yes and especially for their family because we were the only up I mean we were the ones we talked to to get their updates so you know they couldn't talk to their family and um a lot of times I would go in and take my phone and let their families FaceTime with them for a while and just hearing all of that was really really hard um, it takes an emotional toll on you, oh, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. We've all had, like as far as the nurses, um, there's been a lot of anxiety around all of that. We've all, you know, kind of struggled with it this year. So. Uh, okay. And before we move on, yeah. um, the general public now, <laughs> most of us, we're, we're starting to move on yes. and get back to normal. Yeah. I think it's important to point out, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but for all of you in the medical field, mm -hmm. Um, especially those of you who are on the front lines, yeah. it's just not that simple. Like there's a lot <laughs> you guys are still facing and there's a yes. lot you're having to process through. It's going to yes. take you a while, right? Yeah. Um, I read a, a study not long ago that there's a lot of PTSD with nurses mm -hmm. surrounding this. So there's a lot that I think we're going to have to work through after this because we saw a lot. And even, you know, we didn't see it as bad as like the nurses in New York. I can't imagine, you know, in bigger places like that because... It was already hard enough of what we saw. I can't imagine, you know, what, what they what were they seeing. Yeah. The other thing I want to ask you before we move forward, yeah. and we don't, I don't want to get into specifics, yeah. but the relationship with your dad yes. as well, that is challenging for anybody. Yes. Because no matter what's happened, <laughs> no matter who's at fault, uh, there are some relationships that are, 
you just wish they were healthy, right? Mm -hmm. There's some relationships that are always worth fighting for, even yes. if you know it's a losing battle. Yes. And a dad and a daughter <laughs> is one of those kinds yes, of relationships. For sure. So can you just talk a little bit yeah. about how you navigated through that mm -hmm. and that had to take an emotional toll on yes. you as well. Yeah. Um, so when my parents were going through the divorce, um, just a lot of things happened that made me feel like for me, it was better if I took a step back from that relationship with him, mm -hmm. um, because it was more damaging at the time. That, that was a, for you, that was a healthy boundary. Yes. To have, um, but a painful one nonetheless, yes, I assume. Yes, for sure. It was difficult. Um, because my older brother, he, he was still trying to make things work and talk with sure. my dad. So, um, I took a step back. My dad still kept trying to reach out to me. Um, and I just didn't feel like I was ready mm -hmm. at the time. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult because, you know, my graduation, I had, I didn't invite him. It was also a time that I got married. And so he didn't walk me down the oh, aisle. Man. My brother walked me down the aisle. So I was extremely grateful for my brother. And sure. that was my decision. It was nothing that my dad decided. Right. Um, but at that time in my life, it was just, um, something that I had to do for me, mm -hmm. you know, for, to be healthy with my mental health is to kind of take a step back from that. Um, so yeah, it was really, really challenging. That, that's why I think it's important for people to understand, even though you felt like that was the right decision for you at that moment, oh, yeah. it didn't make it hurt any less, no. right? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. yeah, there was still all of that you're processing yes, through. Yes, for sure. So for sure. so let's let's move forward. So you're dealing with all of that yes. with your family. Mm -hmm. you, you get baptized right into yes. the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine, straight yeah. out of school yeah. into dealing with that. Um, and then... On top of that, what happens next? Um, so I got baptized on September 29th, which I don't know if you remember, but we had pushed it back. I think it was supposed to be the 15th and it rained and or it something rained. like we that. And it rained. We had to wait two weeks to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, so that was probably my fault. I think that was a God thing for me. So I'm sorry about that. Um, but my dad died on October 1st. Yeah. So I think me getting baptized right before was like, okay, something's about to happen, but I'm getting you ready for it. Mm -hmm. So I think it just being a few days before, you know, I was able to kind of, I mean, it was hard because we had, we still hadn't spoken. Um, and this was an unexpected death. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. 57 years old. He was healthy, you know, very unexpected. You didn't see that coming. No, not at all. And actually the week before he had reached out, um, and tried to go to dinner with me mm -hmm. and I still, I was just kind of tugging at me and I was like, you know, maybe I should go, which I now think that that was God saying like, this is your chance. Yeah. You need to go. But I still felt like it was still healthier for me to be at a distance. So, um, yeah, when I got the news that he had passed away, that was really tough. I mean, it's tough in any circumstance, but the fact that we hadn't spoken in so long and he had been trying to reach out to me, that was It was devastating, really, really right? hard, yeah. It was devastating. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know any way to ask it and to be blunt. <laughs> I'm like, I, I look at you and your story, and I'm like, how are you still sitting here in <laughs> one piece and, and it, in, a, in a healthy emotional place? Yeah. I know you're still processing through all yeah. this. <laughs> But you didn't completely fall apart. No. Right? I mean, for a little while, but, but yeah. yeah. normal. In a normal, <laughs> yes, in a normal way. But, way. <laughs> and, and you take all of those circumstances for anyone, and it could break them. Yeah. You add on to that, you already deal with anxiety. Yeah. It yeah. should have broken you. Mm -hmm. So how did you get it? through it? What happened? Yeah. Um, like I said, I would really started diving into the Bible. Um, and reading, you know, cover, you know, trying to read cover to cover. Um, so I had just kind of started to lean on God a little bit more. And I think a big thing for me with my anxiety is like, I want to be in control. 
And once I realize I'm not in control, I just, you know, I'm not in control of anything. Jesus is, and, you know, he has a plan for me, and sometimes our plans don't align. And sometimes that's really hard to just grasp, but it, you got to take it for what it is. It just is. And so um, I just started to, you know, I leaned on that, and I, I realized that I could get through it. Um, you know, God's there for me, and, you know, I, I can get through anything with him by my side. And I actually read something the other day um, that kind of equated um, God's grace as his power. Mm -hmm. and um, our faith as the cord you plug into the power. So it's always there. You just have to, you know, use it, plug it in to his power to get his grace. you got to connect to it. Yeah. So um, I I really think it was a major God thing that I got baptized, what, three, two or three days before Mm -hmm. my dad died because I was able to lean on everything that I had read in the Bible. Um, I was able to lean on you and Jared because if nobody knows, they... uh, did the funeral, the wedding, or right. not the, the wedding? The, they did. We initiated the, the funeral. Yes. 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 They initiated the funeral. So, so, um, so, this is. I just think this is incredible, and I just want to dive into it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things. First of all, you said that you realized um, your anxiety is triggered by wanting to be in control, mm-hmm. which. I think it's huge for everybody out there. And, and if you deal with anxiety, you don't want to hear that in yeah. the moment, right? Yeah. Um, so I didn't say it. Kenzie did. <laughs> she's, she's got the authority to say it. That, that is true. Yeah. So what has impressed me so much from a distance, mm-hmm. you know, looking from the outside, Kenzie, is you really have learned to depend on and walk with God mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And trust him, Mm -hmm. no matter what was coming your way, because everything got out of control in your life in a hurry. Yeah. Um, First of all, how did you figure out how to do that? Um, I just, you know, watching your sermons, I would take notes and um, answer the discussion questions. And I I figured out a lot about myself in doing that, because you would always leave us with a couple questions Mm -hmm. at the end. Think about this. Think about this. And that's kind of how I figured out that you know, the big thing for me is wanting to be in control. Mm -hmm. And once I realized, you know, I'm not, then I was able to kind of just, you know, lean on God. Um, It's not always easy, you know. Um, A big thing for me is that I realized, even with how hard my nursing was at the time, that I was exactly where I was meant to be. I remember you preaching about um, your purpose is what breaks your heart. And being with my patients, you know, and seeing them go through these things, that broke my heart. Um, but I was able to be that person for their family to help them kind of get through it. Um, and, you know, going through the whole own thing with my dad, I had been right there. So I was able to say, you know, I understand my dad just passed away, but this is how we can get through it. These are the next steps. Um, so just, you know, figuring out that not only bad things were happening, good things were happening too. Um, 2020 was a tough year, but me and my husband bought a house, you know, so, you know, great things were happening. I started my nursing career. Um, God was giving me all these amazing things as well, you know, was also putting me through some of these trials, but it made me stronger in the end. And it also made me realize that, you know, even though he's putting me through these things, he's also giving me some amazing things at the same time. Okay. So I want to break this down a little bit (laughs) because you said a lot of great stuff there. Um, I have said before, your life always moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when anxiety hits, all you can think about is the negative. Mm -hmm. It consumes your mind. What you just explained to us, which I think is fascinating, you figured out a way 
to redirect your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And you just talked about, I'm going to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to the messages. I'm going to reflect and, you know, answer the questions. Mm -hmm. That was all you shifting your mind and refocusing on Mm -hmm. something positive and true, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, and then the other thing is you start talking about all the good things that happened in 2020. (laughs) That's the power of gratitude, isn't it? It does the same thing. It shifts your mind. Uh, Do you think, do you think that ability to redirect your thoughts from everything that was fearful mm-hmm. to your heavenly father, that's been the secret for oh, you then? For sure, for sure. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now that's called I Can Do It Afraid. Hmm. Um, so it's all talking about how it's not about getting rid of all your fear because you're not going to do that, but realizing that God is with you through the fear um, and that he's giving you some amazing things at the same time is what yeah. kind of helps us get through it. So, so. At this point in your life, you've lived a lot of life. In, I mean, you're young. You've lived a lot of life in a short amount of time. Yeah. At this point in your life, looking back, how has your relationship with God changed over the last two, three years? Yeah. Um, when I was in the beginning of college, I guess, I mean, I was the one that would only go on special occasions to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I go every Sunday. I help out in Highway 252. I love my kids. They always come and give me hugs, and that just makes me our feel ele- amazing. Our elementary kids <laughs> love you, great. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're sweet. Um, but it went from only talking to God when I needed something to talking to God every day um, and to you know, starting my day out by getting into the Word somehow, even if it's just I get a daily verse to my phone you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of looking at it. I try to read every day, but you know, I always get that verse to my phone and kind of see how does this apply to me, what's it talking about. Um, so it went from an intermittent conversation with God to an everyday conversation with God. And I think that makes all the difference. He's now at the center of yes. everything you do, mm-hmm. not just a Sunday deal, but you're, yeah. you're interacting with him all the time. Yeah. Now. And also it's kind of like, as you say that every day, um, I started kind of like a fitness journey at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I always struggled with a lot of like self image, um, and just reading a lot and getting into the Bible and reading a lot of things that like about that. Um, I've learned that God made me the way I'm supposed to be and it's almost disgraceful to hate myself because he loves me so yeah. and he made me the way he wanted me to be so yeah. all that kind of came together at the same time where I have a little bit more confidence in myself because of that too. With, in spite of everything you've gone through to me you seem I mean, not perfectly all the time but to me you seem to be at peace. Oh yes. That even in the middle of chaos mm-hmm. you've got a peace that anchors you through all that. Yeah. Um, so when I, right before, you know, right before I got baptized and the pandemic was just starting, I remember just crying on my way to work. Mm. So I was so anxious and I knew just, you know, I knew what was coming because work was awful at that time. We didn't have enough nurses. Um, we had, we have a 12 bed unit and we were running 12 ventilators at the same time. Um, and at the same time I started charging on my floor. So I was in charge too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, after I kind of started taking these steps and, you know, I started listening to some of your older sermons on my podcast on my way to work, you know, um, listening to more, you know, like Christian music on the way to work. And that just kind of helped me be more at peace. Um, but now I can honestly say, and I've, just, I've always had anxiety to the point where it almost made me want to stay home all the time. Mm-hmm. But I just honestly feel at peace. I mean, I still get the nervous jitters about things sometimes, sure. but I don't feel that. Like I said earlier, like a pot of boiling water, I just, you know, I feel like I'm at ease. And and in those moments where that anxiety starts to creep up, what do you do? Um, I usually just kind of talk to myself and say, like, 
you can do this. You know, God's with you. Um, you've been through worse. <laughs> yeah. You've been through worse. And also, um, a big thing for me was like, even when I was anxious, I was like, I have so much going for me. I've got so much good going on. Um, you, there's no reason to be, you know, so anxious to this point because there's people in worse, you know, in worse mm -hmm. off, you know, they have worse problems going on. So um, I think that was a big thing for me, especially like, you know, I'm applying for anesthesia school. There's so much good that's going on yeah. that I just kind of take a step back and say, this is happening right now, but you're going to get through it. You know, Jesus said one time, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. I feel like you've just given us a master class in how to <laughs> grab hold of and stay focused on truth yeah. and let it redirect your life yeah. and, and free you from some of yeah. that. And I think I was always um, kind of looking towards the future, like, oh, this is, this is going to happen this day. This is gonna happen. Well, I've just started to live in the moment. You know, I just got to take it one day at a time. You know, you're not trying to control everything. Right, right. Um, whatever happens, happens. But you know, I'm just trying to take it one day, one minute at a time. So, last question for you. Um, as you know, there are a lot of people who deal with anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's crippling for some of them. It mm -hmm. is a struggle and a battle. Oh yeah. For people out there who are listening to your story, resonating. Mm -hmm. And they're going, oh my gosh, I wish I was at the point she's at. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to them? Um, I'd say it didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It took me, I'm, I'm not joking, 20 years <laughs> to get there. Um, but, you know, really leaning into the word, finding a, a great church that I could go to where I felt, you know, felt welcome um, and serving, where I feel like I'm just a part of something bigger than myself. I remember when I kind of started thinking about wanting to serve, I was like, but I don't know all the stories in the Bible. Well, the kids don't care <laughs> that do I don't know all the stories in the Bible. Right. Um, so just, you know, finding your place um, in, a great, in a great place like Journey um, and, you know, giving your time um, to, to kids or any, you know, serving in any way. Um, but just like talking to God every day, not making it intermittent, but just, you know, finding some time in your day to talk to him every day. Um, and also just, you know, like I said, looking for the positive things that are going on too, because there's always something good you can, you can look at. Um, and just realize that it's okay to be afraid, mm -hmm. but that God's going to be there with you through it all the way. He never said that we were, wouldn't be afraid and that we wouldn't go through things, but that he was going to be with us every step of the way. Well, you're a great example of what can happen, what God can do in someone's life mm -hmm. when you fill your mind with what's true mm -hmm. and focus on Him and when you turn your attention from yourself because mm -hmm. anxiety makes you just, yes. it, it makes you consumed Worried with about yourself, yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you talked about serving there, you have put that habit into your life mm -hmm. and it's a constant reminder now. You just focus your attention on those kids. Yes. It takes your mind off of yourself mm -hmm. and it does help heal some of this yeah. stuff. So yeah. I just, I'm so excited about what God is doing in your life. And I know he's got an incredible future for you. Thanks for being willing yeah. to share this. Thanks for helping so many people. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait to see what God does next. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Calway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.